0: Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Evie Hemphill. May is Older Americans Month, and senior citizens currently make up the fastest growing age group in the US. Growing along with their numerical ranks is a community-based movement among older adults committed to enabling people to age in place. Joining me in studio to talk about this broad movement and its local presence are Madeline Franklin, the executive director of STL Village, a member-based organization that is celebrating five years this week, Arthur Colbert, a co founder of STL Village, as well as New City School's Urban Farmer and Residence, and Paulette Sankofa, the founder of Peace Weaving Wholeness, a nonprofit in Old North St. Louis that is currently developing Sankofa Culture and Art Wellness Village. Madeline, Arthur, and Paulette, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you. Good to be here. Thank you.
0: Madeline, let's start with you. In some ways, the idea of a village of people taking care of each other and providing for each other's needs might not sound like a particularly new thing, but what is it about um, this community-driven effort like STL Village that makes it so unique?
2: I think that the village movement actually
0: is something
2: that occurred in the past where older adults continued to live at home in their neighborhoods, but there, a breakdown occurred as far as communities were concerned, and so the ideal became people moving from their neighborhoods into age segregated facilities. And so the exciting thing now is that people have identified that they want to continue to live in their home. A research done by ARP shows that nine out of ten older adults want to continue living at home, and the village movement makes that possible.
0: Give me an overview of just what STL Village is, for those who don't know. Okay,
2: STL Village is a plan, not a place. And our mission is to support older adults, age 50 plus, who desire to remain active and engaged in their communities. It is not a residential facility, but it enables members through interdependence to remain in their own homes.
0: Arthur, I understand you were one of the co-founders of STL Village, which formally began five years ago this week. What first prompted you to get involved and devote your energy to this effort?
1: Well, I had the great fortune to meet um, Dr. Gloria Gordon, uh, a local activist, and she said she had this idea that she had heard about a group of neighbors in Boston had gotten together, and they had created a village, and she thought we should do one here. And I said, well, what does that mean? And she says, well... As Madeline just described, it means a group of neighbors taking care of each other. How do you create a community where people care about each other and we're connected to this? So we took a mega bus to, Saint, to uh, Chicago, Rather, she and uh, two other women, spent three days there, visited um, Lincoln Park's village model and came back and over a two-year period were fortunate enough to um, create the energy and the will to open the doors and launch with uh, STL Village. And, um, and what was important about that was that, from the beginning, it was really important to have this inclusive and diverse village. And so we very intentionally drew a footprint from where we could draw our membership from that extended north of Del Mar. And, um, and we were urged to do that. And it's always been really important that there's this diverse group of people who are able to get together within St. Louis around this important issue on aging.
0: Can you give me a sense, Arthur, of a typical day in the life of the village, kind of a a sample of the activities and tasks that might happen on any given day?
1: Sure. Well, I think last Monday or Tuesday, perhaps, was game day. So um, that means that we gather at, um, I think it starts at one o'clock, and uh, right now we're playing dominoes. I never played dominoes before, and uh, that's great. You know, there's seven or eight of us that gather, we play for two or three hours afterwards, we go out and have some fellowship and food, and it's a wonderful way to connect with people around something that's non-threatening, that's interactive, that's engaging. You know, as we become older, it's really important to pay attention to not being isolated. And a, a primary principle of the village model is that we try to engage people and get them out of their homes and deal with that isolation. And, and I think the village can be very successful to do that.
0: And Paulette, your nonprofit is leading a new effort to start what you've described as a naturally occurring retirement community in North City, correct?
3: Uh, yeah, but we're also uh, very uh, attuned to the village to village model. That they discussed. Um, When I first found out about naturally occurring retirement communities, I wasn't living in St. Louis. I was living in uh, Indiana. And so the whole idea of having an aging community really uh, resonated with me. And when I moved back to my home, St. Louis, I thought, you know, this is something I need to look at again. There's a reason for that.
0: And I know you had a recent planning meeting for this. Mm -hmm. What's the response been like so far from the seniors in the communities that you want to serve?
3: Um, They've been really excited because uh, the idea of of doing some very specific types of activities and talk to them about uh, having a voice in terms of uh, housing that's built in our communities Mm -hmm. and uh, connecting with new people really, really got them excited.
0: Great to hear. And I'm intrigued by the arts and culture focus that mm-hmm. you have with this. Why did you settle on that as the focus? Um, with
3: the research that I had done on what were the things that really engaged people, and also the fact that we do a lot of arts and culture currently at the uh, Village. And the whole idea of getting people to be involved in a way that's non-threatening, uh, that could be something where they can express their creativity, and... Uh, that they could find other people that had similar interests uh, really worked. And so uh, we're trying to build on that and uh, we're doing a pilot project this summer. And what is that? It's a summer camp for seniors.
0: Well, tell me more. (laughs) Well, uh,
3: one, it is really, really exciting because a lot of seniors never had an opportunity to go to camp. And uh, or those that did had fond memories of it, and so we thought this could be something really good if we uh, had a way of introducing uh, what we're trying to do through the summer camp uh, at the same time that we're b- building our advisory group. Uh, but also, people would get used to the type of activities that we were doing, and that they could continue that on into the to the fall.
0: Wonderful. I'd love to hear from each of you what you've observed among your fellow older adults in terms of a village significantly contributing to an individual's quality of life. Is there a particular success story that stands out for you, Madeline?
2: Certainly. We have a member who had recently lost a partner and was experiencing tremendous grief, and basically had isolated himself within his residence. Fortunately, one of our members invited him to one of our events, and he came. And as a result of that, he has become extremely involved in the village. And basically, he will tell anyone who asked him that STL Village saved his life because he was really in a dark place at that time. And now he participates in our activities committee, he attends most of our events, and is just really engaged and connected now to other
0: people. That's great to hear. How about you, Arthur?
1: I'll talk a little bit differently. I will talk uh, a group of uh, villagers. Um, It's very typical on a Wednesday that uh, one of the food pantries that we work with through our farm, to have as many as five or six different villagers here um, volunteering. So, for example, they'll be there to collect the vegetables that we and the students drop off. They'll be there to clean and organize it, help prepare the meal, check people in. So this smaller group of villagers, you know, uh, through service are able to give back, and it's something that really, I think, uh, enhances their life.
0: And I'm curious about the potential for intergenerational interaction with all of us, too. Do you see that? I know, I know the membership in STL Village is, is limited to folks 50 years and older, but your work it sounds like you're working with younger folks, too.
1: Um, yes, very much so, and I think it's extremely important. Um, I think one of the very most important and unique things, unique things about being in STL Village is the opportunity to participate in a class called When I'm 64, offered by Washington University through the, um, the Center on Aging. It's open to freshmen at the university across the entire spectrum. It's limited to 75 students. It's oversubscribed. But 15 members of STL Village are able to take that class also. So this will be my fifth year to take this class. And there's this body of knowledge around aging. And to be with people who are 17 and 18 and 19, you know, and to open their eyes to issues around aging, uh, it's really important for the young person as well as for the older adults.
0: Mm -hmm. Paulette, um, with your work, do you find that you just see the arts and culture aspect really increase quality of life for, for seniors?
3: Absolutely. Um, for instance, we have a group called the Wise Women. And um, when most of them started participating, they said, oh, I don't have any artistic skills. I can't do this. I can't do that. But slowly, uh, one of the first things I did was took them to um, a classic Craft Alliance so that they could, you know, do something that was different. Uh, they, they did jewelry making, and we started using paints, and I told them that there weren't really any rules. And uh, I watched them blossom. As a matter of fact, one woman told me that uh, her son wanted to paint his, his uh, athletic shoes. And she said she found herself telling him, well, well, stop, stop, you need to use fabric medium. And she had to stop and think, where did I learn that? that you use fabric medium she said that wasn't even a part of her vocabulary before so now she's given instructions to her son about how to use paints.
0: Wow. Madeline I'm curious what advice would you have for someone who's perhaps on the fence about this idea Um, or maybe advice is the wrong word but can the village be a resource for senior citizens um, who are approaching different stages of life and thinking about their options to have those conversations?
2: Tremendously and I think that uh Because our members range from age 52 through 99, it covers a wide spectrum of a person's life. So for instance, we did a seminar on transitioning from work to retirement, which is a very significant part in a person's life because at the point of retirement, a lot of our social systems that are in place no longer exist. And so people, so it's really a very dramatic point in a person's life. So I think, that that is a way that a person who is newly retired can now find a new set of friends that they can interact with that they no longer have through their employment.
0: And what about family members? You know, maybe they're adult children who don't live in St. Louis and aren't sure if they think their parent is if it's the best option for them to stay in their home.
2: And that is very important. And we have several members who do not have family uh, here in St. Louis and have adult children who are away who tell us that they have confidence in their parents' security and safety because they're members of the village because they know that they can call us, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If there is an immediate need, we're there to respond to it.
0: Arthur, what kinds of things, what kinds of tasks can seniors get help with through this group? I know we've talked a lot about activities, but it sounds like you can also provide services. What, what are some of those?
1: Yeah, um, the... Um STL Village is not kind of a service provider, but what we do have is a list of vetted providers of services that we all need at some point in time, and these providers uh, primarily have been given to us by other Village members, so if you need a painter or a plumber or an eye doctor or whatnot, there's this group that we would recommend that you go to uh, as part of all that. Mm -hmm rides are always um a a big issue you know you can Um, transportation transportation you can you can never you know give enough rides to folks and we struggle with that i think as do a lot of villages and um but we try and i find it's a good way to meet people you know And, and there are people actually who'd like to spend their time driving we see that now through lyft and uber so you know, through that, we've now gotten people who aren't even village members who are volunteering to be able to provide that type of driving services.
0: Oh, that's great. Well, we need to take a quick break, but we'll be back shortly to continue this conversation about aging in place and leading vibrant lives as older adults. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU and welcome back. We return now to our conversation with Madeline Franklin, Arthur Colbert, and Paulette Sankofa, all of whom are deeply invested in helping older adults in our region continue living in communities and neighborhoods of their choosing. The sheer cost of living associated with moving to a nursing home or assisted living facility can be astronomical. Madeline, how how does money factor into all of this? I think
2: money factors in quite a bit. Generally, the cost of living in an assisted living facility averages between $5,000 and $6,000 per month, as opposed to continuing to remain at home. So as far as being cost-effective, remaining in your own home is certainly superior than moving into an assisted living or nursing home facility. Uh, it's really um, a major consideration now as we see the um, increase in the numbers of older adults who, quite frankly, do not have resources allocated to that extent to be able to move efficiently into residential living facilities.
0: Paulette, what do you hear in North City from folks?
3: Um, a lot of different uh perspectives on the whole idea of aging in place. Uh, one of the big concerns in North St. Louis is because there's so much transition taking place around uh, new development and things like that and people being uh, displaced and the uh, quality of uh, different types of uh, apartments and other things that are available is a is a constant concern. And uh, because of the way the money stream is set up, how long will tax abatements and things like that work on apartments that subsidize seniors? Um, One of the things that we're trying to do is map out our community right now to find out, you know, exactly what is available and what are options for people, because some... um, Maybe living with families. Some may may not be living with uh, intergenerationally with their families. So, exploring those options, having discussions with people in the community to start looking at that as you know being viable uh, options for people to to stay in in multiple generations.
0: Arthur, with STL Village being five years in now formally, has the group been able to advocate for more senior friendly communities in St. Louis?
1: Um. We try. Um, we try to educate. We try to advocate. Um, it's a challenge, and yet it's proven to be a very sustainable model. Uh, you know, there are 350 villages in operation or in opening in 42 different states in five different countries around the world. So we know the model works. We see some cities where they actually have us. Uh, an employee of that city, Washington DC or San Francisco, somebody whose job responsible to open villages because mm-hmm. local governments see this again as a cost-effective way to do it. Mm-hmm. So um, we try, we try at the state level, we try throughout the state, we try here in the city and we'll continue to because we believe in it and we, and we see the results and we as a nation need to do something about this issue for older adults. And what
0: kinds of things are you, are you advocating for?
1: Well, we're advocating for that. We could um, help sustain these villages. I mean, it's it's hard. It's. The way we uh, raise our revenue is through both dues as well as fundraisers and the like. And um, we don't charge that much. We don't, it's challenged challenge to raise money. So we could use that type of financial help to be able to do that. At the same time, just to begin that conversation, though, also around older adults, you know, we swim in this sea of ageism where, you know, we do not respect older adults and give them the credit that we should at this point in time. They have a lot to offer, and I think that we could be more inclusive in terms of how we use them and include them.
0: What do you all think people can do to push back against ageism? Any thoughts and on that? That's a great question. Madeline?
2: I think the first thing that needs to be done is to call it when you see it because i think a lot of time it is so subtle so subliminal that you know things like and i was just recently reading an article about the employment sector and the response that older adult job applicants receive that they're just kind of immediately disqualified from consideration for for a job often because they have too much experience is what the rationale is. So I think that continuing to challenge it when you see it I think is the first and foremost thing that needs to be done. I think older adults also play a role in that by recognizing our value as we age and not attempting to uh, look younger and act younger and know that 70 is not the new 50 and recognize that we've earned our gray hair and our aching knees and take pride in the fact that we have aged gracefully
0: paulette is that something you think about personally at all
2: absolutely um i know when i first moved back to st louis
3: i called it the terrible twos t-o-o well i was too (laughs) too old for this (laughs) and too qualified for that and it was, it was a nightmare, and mm-hmm. that, that was another impetus for me uh, developing this whole program. Um, I really hope that what we're able to do is help uh, other older adults in our community seize their voice, uh, seize their power, and uh, become active again and not think that it's over. Because society would like you to think that you should just pack up and sit, go into a closet and sit there and, and just wait mm-hmm. for your turn to be packed away for good. So, um and there's there are a lot of uh, really excited and feisty seniors that are involved in our program, and so hopefully that'll that will in, uh, inspire other seniors to become active and and involved.
0: Arthur, in your role as urban farmer and residence at New City School, I'm just really curious about that. Um, w- what fuels your passion for that project in particular, and what does it involve?
1: Uh, It was a vacant lot, Uh, this is our ninth growing season, and walked by it on my way to work and we figured out who owned it, we asked them could we start a community garden, and from the beginning it was very intentional that uh, the vegetables and fruits that we would harvest would go to two food pantries in town. And uh, we immediately uh, linked up with New City School, it's our eighth year working with them, and um, tomorrow they'll be at the farm harvesting celery and onions to get to the food pantry, and last year we helped feed 2,500 family members. But what I think is really cool about that in this discussion is um, how other villagers uh, have become involved in helping to feed the hungry. Also, so I think we need to all wake up still with a purpose. You know, service is a great way to spend your day, and we have time to do that. And if you can put those combinations together as older adults, uh, we've gone a long way in terms of figuring out. You know, how do we continue to be engaged and be happy?
0: Paulette, what do our listeners need to know to get connected with your group and learn more? Okay. In order to get in touch with uh, Peace Weaving
3: Wholeness, they can, uh, which is the uh, the actual organization, uh, they can reach us at peaceweavingwholeness at gmail.com, or they can call, reach um, on my cell numbers, the easiest way to reach my numbers all over everywhere. <laughs> I, I never get crazy calls. Please don't call me <laughs> with something crazy. But anyway, uh, area code 765 993-4977. Uh, we're, we set up one-on-one appointments to register for uh, the summer camp and if they're interested in being on our advisory committee there is a meeting tonight at 2701 North 14th Street at Zuka Art Gallery uh, where we'll be talking about um, the different models. As a matter of fact, Ma- Madeline's our speaker tonight.
0: And Madeline, how about STL Village? What do folks need to do to become involved?
2: Well, I'm very excited. This evening at 4 o'clock, we're having our fifth anniversary celebration. We're very excited about that. It's taking place at Second Presbyterian Church, located at 4501 Westminster Place. So we certainly invite listeners to come and enjoy the festivities that we have planned, as well as visit our website, which is stlvillage.org or our telephone number at our office, which is also located at Second Presbyterian Church, is 314-240-5020.
0: Well, our time is winding down, but I'd love to get a final thought from each of you. Um, Arthur, let's start with you. Do you have a closing comment about the village movement and where things are headed?
1: Well, the only ism that we just allow to occur in this society's age, you know, we deal with race, not so successfully sometimes with women issues and the like and and different types of things like that. But we've just given a pass on this. And I think that it's about time to gather this voice as the other two speakers have said today and and to come together and to really be out there and be loud and be proud. That we have these gray hairs, as Madeline said, and it's okay. <laughs> it's who we are, and we have so much to offer. and uh, And it's such a fun time. You know, we're so fortunate to have this day as a gift, and to you know be part of this. So um, it's very exciting. And um, encourage everybody to come to one of our events.
0: <laughs> How about you, Paulette? Any closing thoughts for our listeners? I'm very excited about um,
3: this day and time that, that I'm living in. So that. I'm um, I, I not really out here alone in this process because, you know, I know people through the village movement and there are other seniors who are uh, willing to work and get out here and, and make this happen for us. So that's
2: really great. Really great.
0: And Madeline, anything else you'd like to add? Well,
2: I think that it's important to remember that it does take a village to age in community. And so it's important to recognize that it's okay for us to rely upon each other. We are independent people, and so therefore it's a good thing to connect with your neighbors and to make friends because it's so important because we are doing life together.
0: Well, I want to thank all three of you for your time today. Madeline Franklin, Executive Director of STL Village, Arthur Colbert, a co-founder of the Village and the Urban Farmer in Residence at New City School, and Paulette Sankofa, founder of Peace Weaving Wholeness and the Sankofa Culture and Art Wellness Village. Thanks for being here. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, thank
1: you very much.
0: This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.